Hello, podcast listeners, and in particular, anyone listening from around Newcastle, Sydney, Newcastle area and surrounding area, I've got a treat for you today. So when I moved up to Newcastle late 2018 from Melbourne, there was this group of people who were going to the beach to do meditations once a month on the full moon. And I thought, oh, that's pretty cool. The group might have been 50, 60 people, something like that. Fast forward a couple of months to early 2019, over 300 people turn up at this beach for this mass full moon meditation. So anyway, one thing leads to another. Eventually, I meet Renee and Murray, and I get to know Murray pretty well and start to find out more around what they're about, their background, what they're creating. And then they open up uh, the Open Mind Space here in Newcastle, which is a really cool space, really cool facility, and they're doing a lot of great stuff. So I was really excited to sit with them and go deeper on some of these topics. For anyone looking at a business or project, anything like that, there's some huge nuggets in here that I've even used as examples with other people who I've worked with or spoken to. In particular, how they created this um, free meditation as a platform to connect an audience prior to opening up a bricks and mortar space, built huge trust and attention on that. Uh, and this is something that anyone can start to do well before they're even thinking about opening or starting the actual business. Uh, and then secondly, we go deep into this concept of boundaries, which is really relevant right now for me because this is the current project in the Access Potential Academy. So that was really cool. And then we covered a few other things as well. We touched on personal story, which you know, is something that I love, of course, and it was really cool to find out a little bit of backstory for these two. And it was so interesting that I think there's going to have to be another episode uh, in the near future to find out a little bit more. So you're listening to John Marshall's is the Access Potential podcast. I hope you enjoy. If you do, please share, please send it to somebody else uh, who might also enjoy this little story as well. So without further ado, here's Murray and Renee from the Open Mind Space in Newcastle. We're here with Renee and Murray from Open Mind Space. So I'm really excited. Thank you for having me in the space. Um, today we're going to talk about a lot of really cool stuff. We've got uh, some stuff I want to get into around how you guys created the business um, and particularly around these group meditations as well. And I really want to pick your mind and dive deep on some of the background stuff as well. So we talked a little bit about you know, boundaries in the current program that I'm running and it's been a big conversation with a lot of business owners. So uh, maybe let's just start off. Usually I go into or ask a little bit about like a backstory. Um, it's a lot easier when there's one person, but maybe just give the listeners like some context. Um, you know, how did we end up sitting here in this space, uh, whether that's personally or professionally, kind of whatever comes up for you guys. Yeah, pretty cool story. Um, for me personally, um, my story to getting here, the, the road I took wasn't maybe the easiest. So, um, in the past, my life looked a lot different and I have this 
what I joke about being my BY life, like before yoga. And um, it looked a lot different. So um, from a young age, I was, I suppose, caught up in a lot of things, um, totally the opposite. So I dived into um, drugs and alcohol at a young age, which led to um, gangs and crime, which led directly to jail. Um, I suppose that was um, a reoccurring cycle in my life until I reached about 30 years old, which is only six, six, almost seven years ago. Mm. Um, and then there was a massive shift internally. So I was faced with a, a lot of jail and um, something inside changed. I think in that moment there was this realisation that this wasn't who I, this the way I've been behaving isn't who I am. And this was um, layers and layers of conditioning that either had been put on me or I built up myself in order to survive in that world. And um, there was one moment where I could just see that this wasn't who I was and I wanted to do something or be someone else. And from that moment, there was, um, there was a, long, a long path to getting to where I am now. Um, self-work and realisation and peeling all this stuff away that wasn't me mm. and um, a lot of that was some of that yeah a lot of that was painful um, a lot of it was um, I spent a lot of time by myself doing this stuff there wasn't a great deal of avenues for me at the time to gain um, resources through um, but then one day through that process I found yoga and meditation and 100% it was a game changer fully um for the first time ever i felt connected to my body and who i was as a person and through that i was able to gain a deeper understanding about my life purpose mm -hmm. yeah i mean I, I i feel like we could probably do another two or three episodes on just that story yeah um particularly that kind of 30 year old pivot i've uh personally felt it and also know a lot of men in particular and women also, but um, I think that's a that's a huge piece. I'd love to go into that totally. deeper at some point as well. And so, were you uh, together with this partners in crime at that point? <laughs> no, why? Yeah, no. We've we met at the end of 2017. Okay. So almost two years ago mm -hmm. now. So everything happened really super quick. <laughs> really super quick. Um, yeah, I've always been in. Well, I shouldn't say always. Majority of my working career has been in this realm, mm -hmm. kinesiology, meditation, um, eventually yoga. But there was about a four or five year gap where I was working in TV, um, working behind the scenes as a script supervisor. So I just kind of went what I perceived to be a more normal root office yeah. job, like someone else pay me, someone else tell me what to do kind of thing. Um, and that wasn't fulfilling. It didn't it was ticking the ego boxes and I had, I saw like a ladder that I could climb and it was very fulfilling to climb a ladder, yeah. but it then wasn't really fulfilling the creative aspect or the soul aspect or, um, that little burning desire within me to, um, push and create something myself. Yeah. So, so uh, maybe, you know, I'm just going to throw out things that I've seen and then maybe we can piece it together. Mm -hmm. There's, you know, I was in Newcastle, way back in 2006 actually I lived here for a little while but then really just this time last year and I'm hearing about oh people are doing some meditation on the beach mm -hmm. and meditation has been a big part of my life and so I'm like, oh cool yeah this sounds cool and then next minute is like 
those like 300 people coming mm-hmm. to the beach to meditate and come together on the uh, full moons. It was just the full moon. Yeah. Is what happened when you wanted to do something yourself, you've got this, you know, I'm, I'm, there's that nagging feeling. Uh, is that what inspired the, did that lead to this kind of, um, how did that unfold? You know, what was the next step for you, I guess? Yeah. It's so, just her story. Yeah. So essentially I, uh, so from the TV, I, I, I quit. I had enough. I had pulled everything back and um, traveled and ended up moving back to Newcastle because that's where my parents are. So I used them as a, as a base. Yeah. And I was really seeking the similar community I had in Sydney. So in Bondi Beach, they do these amazing full moon meditations and mm-hmm. drum circles. And it's really, it's super fun. But I just couldn't click or find anything like that here. So I just said, I'll create it. I'll yeah. make it myself. So that was the beginning of 2017. And um, it just started with me and five friends that I really had to twist their arm <laughs> to come. I was like, come sit on the beach. We'll do a full moon thing. They're like, oh, okay. <laughs> and so for the first six to 12 months, it was honestly, um, and I hadn't met Murray at this stage. So it would be anywhere between five and 20 people would show up. Um, and then I met Murray and he would come along, but he would just be part of the crowd. Mm-hmm. And... For me, I feel like the full moon is a really great, the full moon meditations we do is a really great um, experiment and example of that YouTube clip, Man on the Hill, that philosophy of, of Man on the Hill, of it, like there's one person leading, but if they're on their own doing it, they're weird. The movement. The movement, yeah. yeah. But if there's a second person that comes, all of a sudden the first person isn't so weird doing it, and then all of a sudden there's more people doing it and you're weird if you're not doing it. Mm. Um, and that's a, the, this full moon meditation is a prime example of that. If I was doing it on my own and I kind of had people, friends coming along, but they would drift in and out. There was, it was really me kind of sticking and doing it. And it stayed around that 20, maybe 40 people. And then Murray jumped in. And what Murray also did was gave permission for men to be mm. a part of it because there was a, a male at the front of it and they could associate with that a little bit more. Um, and so together it wasn't just one person doing it it was two people doing it mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden it started to yeah, gain this momentum and so it went to 50 to 60 people and to be honest we don't know what happened but <laughs> but at the um so at the end of 2018 it was 50 60 people january 2019 mm-hmm. 300 people showed up I, I can't tell you how, mm. other than there was this momentum. Facebook was a really great, like the algorithm in Facebook, yeah. all of a sudden, all of these people were liking it. And so it was like spreading to their yeah. networks. So yeah, in January, all of a sudden 300 people came up and that became the, the like swarm on the hill where you were different if you weren't yeah. coming down and participating it, which, so we peaked this year in April at six, what we, 600 plus around 600 people. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. yeah. And then it's just kind of stay like that. So through winter, obviously, because it's a bit cooler, it drifts off, but we haven't gone below two, 300 people. It's just yeah. stayed at this mass mm. capacity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it gained its own momentum, which we were able to facilitate and support. And um, I think it's really crucial for us that we, we constantly say to everyone, it's everyone who creates it. It's a community that creates that particular totally. event. We just put a, a pin on a map and say, we'll be here at this time. And we'll kind of give you a bit of direction, but it's all of you that yeah. create it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so were you doing, were you teaching meditation yoga at the time 
prior to starting the groups? Was this was something else that you could create? How did that, was this its own thing? How was that going on in terms of, in the context of like your journeys at the time otherwise? Hmm. Yeah, I was, I, was t- I was doing kinesiology and teaching yoga and meditation yeah. as, my, as a sole contractor in contractor. other studios. Yeah. So I was working in other studios and other um, facilities yeah. as that. Um, and at that time, so there was a transition for me as well. So I was concreting mostly uh, as a subcontractor and then chose to go do my teacher training in yoga. So, and then there was a transition where I would be concreting during the day and then teaching yoga at night or in the, in the evening, some mornings, and then rush off to the construction site after that. So yeah. it was like, um, I think for me that, that full moon group was the pull like when it exploded it was really clear for me that like a a clear sign that this is where I'm meant to be going so Mm. and then once I acknowledge that and put more effort into that then the construction and the concreting just got pulled out of my life Mm. yeah there's so much like there's so much in that one example of creating basically connecting the tribe Mm. Um, you tested product market fit of your service before you had to open a premises Mm -hmm. and the really cool thing that I love is um, you're working as contractors acting as if you're owners taking leadership on something and I think that that's something that like it's just so it's it's so powerful and a lot of people I guess feel that when they don't own something, mm-hmm. that's the barrier. Well, I'm not an owner. I don't mm-hmm. have any skin in the game. And so therefore, why, why, or I can't go and create something. I can't connect people. I can't be totally. the leader. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but then you have this huge gap to say opening a space. So that's like, yeah. you know, when we opened a gym in Melbourne, we had no, no tribe. Yeah. Brutal. Yeah. Right? You don't want to do that. <laughs> Nobody turns up because they don't know yeah. who you are. Yeah. Something against you. They just don't know. Of, of yeah. course. So, you know, how did that feel to talk to me a little bit about that piece? Like we're contractors, we're working for someone or in someone else's space. Um, and you're like, okay, I want to, this is something that I want to create as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you remember, you know, cause you didn't just, it didn't just come easy. Mm-hmm. You're fighting, not fighting, but it's, it takes a long time. Consistent for two years. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why did you keep going? You know, what, what was it? You were happy even if five people turned up? It was like, that's so we the have, essence of what you wanted to do anyway? We have a motto with anything we do. Yeah. And I know this is how Renee also, she lives by this motto as well. It's like, if we're putting on an event, we don't, we turn up. If it's a ticketed event or a free event, it doesn't matter if there's one person or 100 people. We turn up and still deliver exactly the same. So it's because um, there's sorry, that's right. Well, there's so much value in that as well. Even if there is just the one person, mm-hmm. there's intention behind what you're offering. There's work behind what you've built, and that one person may receive some, hopefully receive something from it. But you also learn what works and what doesn't. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. like it, there's, if you cancel it because one person shows up, you miss that opportunity to learn. You've already learn devoted that, that time. Mm-hmm set up that time for it anyway so yeah. yeah and so you're at say 5 10 20 people c- continuing and to you is like this is it this is like what it's going to be 
or did you kind of go, well, if I, you know, was there that feeling that something was beyond? No. <laughs> uh, we, we, our jaw was on the floor when yeah. we were watching um, that first one, that January one. It was, it was a wave of people yeah. coming. So Bar Beach, where it's at, for people who don't know Bar Beach, it's, there's a hill kind of behind the beach and it, there's a car park up there and so people have to travel down yeah. from the car park. Yeah. And so it's the car crazy. park was packed yeah. and it was just like a sea of people coming. Yeah. And we were just looking at each other going have we stuffed this up? Like, is there something, is there something else on? Like, have we like done it at the same time as like there being an event at the surf club? Like we were a bit confused. Yeah. And then they just started to sit down and so that, for me, that wasn't particularly my big vision. Like my vision was just to connect with people and have people consistently show up and get Mm. something from it. And potentially like in the very beginning, it was okay, potentially I might get some clients from this as well because they'll get to know me and they'll feel comfortable with me and then we'll we'll go from there. So it was kind of a client avenue and also a friendship avenue of finding like-minded mm. people. Yeah. You're bringing people together. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And just a bonus that it, yeah. it's incredible to sit in. And there's, yeah. a, there's a pretty unique story connected to the, um, like the, the full moon meditation at the beginning of this year. So at this time, like you touched on, um, being a subcontractor, but also this idea that we're a business owner as well, even though we didn't have a physical space. Mm. That was definitely the space we're operating from. And at the time, the end of last year, we were, there was a decision to be made because we have so much more to offer, but we were unable to offer these things in other studios. So um, we're releasing a lot of stuff next year that this stuff is focused on, Um, not yoga. So some yoga studios don't want certain stuff in there because it's not yoga, which mm-hmm. is which is totally fine. So we were st- sort of at a standstill as to what to do and we were looking and getting coached to start to travel and get some more experience and connect with people worldwide and, and that sort of stuff. And so we had some help as well when we are putting the feelers out and heard absolutely nothing back mm-hmm. from anyone, anywhere. Um, and we were confused. It's like it was for us when we, when we manifest, when we like drop into that space and start bringing in what we want, it happens pretty much. We get a response straight away mm-hmm. or just a clear no. Um, so we were confused. Like it was feeling really good. Um, weren't getting any, anything back. So break that down like as if, hey, can you, we're doing this, we're interested in learning from you or can you help us in some way? And then crickets. Yes. Yes. So like even retreat spaces and resorts and places like this as assistants and teachers and... Surf guys. Surf guys. Kinesiology. We were just like... And we had a middle person who had worked in these places who was like, I'll put it in for you and I'll I'll make this happen. Like this middle person knew the... And we were just getting nothing. Nothing. She wasn't even getting anything Mm -hmm. back as well. So it was just this really interesting thing of like, okay, we think that like our mind was telling us this is the next step to kind of mm. bump out of Newcastle and go global and learn and explore globally mm. but there's just we're not being given that first ticket to yeah. kind of do that and usually we get that yeah it's like when we want to step forward it's like because we rely so much on the support of the universe and tapping into that energy we usually get supported quite heavily mm. if it's what we're meant to be doing and then the turn of events will like sitting in that confusion or that uncertainty about what's what's next. And then over 300 people turned up 
to mm. Bar Beach and it was just like there's the sign yeah you need to stay here there's work to be done here mm-hmm. then we chose all right we opened the space and like the, pretty much the next day we looked for a space this is the first place we've seen and then yeah just yeah, happened perfect yeah <laughs> so just before we move on for the people listening just to recap this because it's a re- like really important there's in computing and tech you, they call it the network effect and basically the internet doesn't work with one computer right. it works twice as good with two mm-hmm. uh it works when you have like three, it's like nine times as good. It mm-hmm. compounds. Totally. And so what we get is this thing where as we connect more nodes or people together, the mm-hmm. value of the whole network goes up. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a roadway, like the more roads, the more value, even yep. financially. And what you guys did is created this connection and connected the tribe, which was bigger than yourselves. Mm-hmm. And the value for the person who's doing this is huge attention and trust as the leaders who facilitate. Mm-hmm. You go to open a space, which is the big, scary, risky part, but you're then walking into it with that energy behind you, behind, mm-hmm. with that value of the network yeah. mm-hmm. and the trust and attention. The trust. Yeah. 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 So like if you're listening and it's like, okay, well, I want to do this thing, maybe sometime in the future, it's like now's your time to connect your people, right. even if you don't know really what you're doing, you start the discussion, start totally. getting people, five people meditating together. Yeah. Because if you've got that little niggling feeling, it's like down the line, right? Yeah. yeah. And that you couldn't have done that without the two, three years. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It yeah. would have, yeah. If we just said, well, okay, we're going to open a space tomorrow, we should start getting a group of people together. Like we would have missed that momentum. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. And not that that was my intention when I first started the group, but it, definitely helped because when we had our open day we had two three hundred people through the doors like every every yeah yeah, every class and this is a big room like we can fit 60 people in here and every class was packed and Mm -hmm. it was just a consistent energy which then built it up even more because people were in here going whoa this place is packed and there's lots of people in here so yeah yeah it was a really great support network yeah and so now just kind of before we move to the next bit Mm -hmm. you're continuing to foster this kind of connection of the tribe, the group, you've got Facebook groups, you're starting yeah. to grow it. Um, I know uh, Murray mentioned there's Instagram live happening at yeah. the meditations to give <laughs> even broader reach. Like yeah. maybe run us through some of the things that you're doing that might be using technology or word of mouth or whatever to, to help to foster that connection. Yeah, so we had to implement something. So we tried a few techniques because there's so many people on the beach, right? And standing in the middle of, two three hundred plus people the people on the outer ring can't even hear so we tried using microphones and speakers and because it's such an open area with the ocean and the wind that it just gets carried and no one can still hear so we came up with the idea of if you're not sitting close enough to hear then we'll stream it live on instagram so instagram live so if you're sitting too far away where you can't hear you simply put the earphones in and there's like a two or three second delay but it doesn't really matter because when you're meditating your eyes are closed right and the phone's on the ground so you're not engaging with the phone at all it's down Mm. there you can still hear and what we found was that again it just spread further and further so then so we have um the group um the facebook group and then we have the open mind space instagram so all of these formats came together started crossing over layering on each other 
and then spread globally. So we have people all over the world now that will Instagram live, Instagram <laughs> yeah. live, and tune into what's happening on Bar Beach. It's yeah, it's I love I love it. You know, I talk to a lot of people, and there's this, um, and I get it, right? There's this resistance or friction with things like social media and yeah. attention, and I, I understand all that. Um, but the thing is, as a conduit for communication, mm. for good or evil, it's powerful. And, yeah. you know, if you go back to Siddhartha or anyone, they would have used social media. Like, they would have been just blasting that stuff because totally. people could have been like, they're live. You know, let's see what they're learning. What, yeah. what are the insights? Yeah. So, you know, how do you we'll maybe talk about boundaries later, but how do you, because I know you're prolifically, not prolific, but regularly using this for impact, for good, for change. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your mindset or anything you'd like to does that resonate at all or anything you'd like to add on technology social media communication anything like that yeah I think you touched on it. it's like one of the most powerful tools to use to communicate with a wider audience but there has to be boundaries so that we all know um, that we can get caught up on the mindless scrolling and it's something that we actually implement when we're um, working with people so with our intuitive stuff because um, it's a way of tuning out mm. so if you're using it as a this technique to tune out just to scroll and it's and it's mindless then that would be a negative and it's disconnecting you from what you're meant to be doing but um, I think once you put in some clear boundaries and stick to it mm. then it can like social media it can be a really powerful tool to Communicate, communicate good. Also, there's a bad, there's a good and bad to everything. Yeah, yeah. I think from a business perspective, it's being authentic mm. first and foremost. Like we're not trying to present something that we're not. Mm. We we really intend to be as authentic as possible with everything we present, and the intention behind utilizing it as well. So, yeah. on. We use meditations on there or share things so that people that can't maybe make it to the space still have tools. To utilize at home and we still get that reach it's because that's the message and the intent behind all of it is we're empowering people to have tools and systems that they can take with them not just when they're in this space so yeah. social media is a really great mm. tool in facilitating yeah uh, <laughs> two things jumped into mind one was intent mm. i think if you you know my kind of take on it is if you Put something up, you screw it up completely, like you crush your eyes, T's wrong, whatever. You just have the wrong thing going at that time, but your intent is good. Yeah. It's almost like the next day you come back and you're like, whoops. It's almost like it's more embraced. It's like we, we feel intent uh-huh. like this. We're yeah. so attuned to it. Yeah. But the other thing that came to mind there is you're continuing now to use, uh, I call it a free model. It's a, something by a guy, Chris Anderson wrote about it. Basically, a business now has um, quite often two whole businesses. It's like the free, mm-hmm. and then there's the, the premium or the thing that's paid for, and there's a boundary between the two. Yeah. But it sounds like I can jump on, maybe run us through quickly that what you're still giving daily, weekly basis. You mentioned delivering meditations or people can tune it at home. Mm-hmm. What's that look like for your side of the business now? Like, What's that value that's still coming for free? Yeah. Um, so yeah, we, I know Renee probably more so than me gets on and does like the IG, um, the Instagram live meditations like weekly, sometimes more. Yeah. Um, the boundary with this, so it's something we want to continue to offer because, um, 
so this idea of it being accessible to everyone on some level. Yeah. So for the people maybe that are in a situation where they can't afford a membership or whatever it is, then there's still stuff they can do. And we're looking to further that with um, some shorter breakdowns of yoga poses and then moving into some shorter sequences that will be free. It'll be up on the IGTV and then some stuff on YouTube as well. And then the continuation of that will be full practices at home that you mm -hmm. can do. Um, the boundary, yeah, go. I was just going to say, the value is trust. Yeah. That's what we get in exchange for yeah. offering something for free, is that we start to um, create that trust and there is a big exchange on the social media more so, whereas if, purely from a business sense, if we keep asking people people for stuff, so come buy our tickets, come pay for the membership, yeah. give us this, give, give, take, like, take, yeah, take, like yeah. I want you to keep giving me these things, it's like, well, you're draining me. So mm. it's like, okay... We would love for you to be here and to get to a membership and to be part of our courses and workshops. Here's our exchange. Yeah. Here and the trust as well. But it's just from a consumer point of view, if they feel like they're receiving value, they're more likely to hand over the dollars. Mm -hmm. Yeah. On yeah. a on a purely business yeah. level. Yeah. And you know, usually by that stage, if there's nice alignment, like they're probably yeah. not gonna walk in the door having not seen few yeah. months worth of what you do right. and feeling that energy and going, yeah, I like the vibe. Yeah. Um, which I think is really cool because yeah. you get more of the people that you do want to work with. Yeah, we don't have to like, it's not a guessing game for them yeah. or us. It's like the people that turn up here, they've been watching us yeah. and all of them say it. It's like, oh, I've been watching you really closely and maybe I've been going to this place or doing this or doing stuff elsewhere, but I've been watching you for a while and like, yeah. and then they come and, the number one feedback we get from everyone, and it's it's funny because the intent we put into this place was the it needs to feel like home. Mm -hmm. The energy when we we're putting this place together was this is a, a sensation of being at home, and without releasing that um, energy to anyone else, people come here and repeat it time after time after mm -hmm. time again. Let's talk about intent. Um, you know. For me, uh, one of the blog posts that I did was around not a morning routine, but like this idea of intent, like an intentional morning, like mm -hmm. starting, because I was thinking about it for a long time. I was like, it kind of can tip your day off into two different <laughs> worlds, right? Totally. And so I was like, okay, like, you know, I'm going to talk about this a little bit more. And mm. for me, it's like, it's like core, like it's super important. And I think whether you have whatever word you have, integrity, impeccability, intent. I'd love to just open that up and hear, because it's come up already a few times, yeah. but talk talk to us about it. You, you, you know, you offer it for people. Like, mm -hmm. what does it mean to you? What does this concept mean? So um, for us, working in the realms of energy work and relying so heavily on the support of the universe the frequency and the energy that exists all around us, um, the number one thing that you need is intention. You need to have a super clear intention about um, what it is you want, how you want to feel, and what it is you want to offer. Mm -hmm. And then without that super clear intention, so this intention replicates as vibrational frequency, mm -hmm. and this is how the universe will react. So um, we opened up a space like the intentions 
um, first thing in the morning, 5.30, Monday to Friday, um, in this space for free for absolutely anyone to come just sit in this space and meditate. The reason for that is, um, for us, it's how we start our day. Um, and so there's this idea that I've been processing for a while and it's going to be um, incorporated into the first workshop of next year, which is like that three-tiered workshop that we're going to be putting together. And it's um, understanding the code, like this code that exists around us and how to um, harness, like understand it, harness it and navigate it with ease instead of feeling the pressure and effects of it all the time. Mm. So um, without releasing too much, so every morning, my belief and a lot of people that I know and like that we work with, their belief is also that every morning we wake up and you would notice it too that the mind starts before anything else. Um, operating from that place keeps you in a state of thought mm. where you're like forever trying to navigate everything with, with thinking, which is super limited. Like it's at an extremely low vibration. So taking the time first thing in the morning to move away from here, mm -hmm. um, acknowledging that this is doing what it's doing, it's, that's its job, right? So we don't fight against it, but we pay more awareness to the heart space and allowing um, this space to radiate more so than this space. That way you can uh, navigate the day with more feeling, more mm -hmm. connection, yeah, and more ease. Yeah, and so how do people, you know, how do people, um, are they resonating? Like, is that, is that, do you see this as, um, you know, obviously you're doing, going to do a workshop or something around mm -hmm. it. Um, is this something that you feel is being talked about more or less? Um, yeah. Did you want to? Uh, talked about more, definitely. Yeah. Um, I think it has lots of different names in lots of different realms. So there's like the quantum physics aspects of it. There's um, the real esoteric spiritual aspects of it. And there's everything in between. Um, talking about gut instincts, vibes, intuition, um, energy work, manifesting, law of attraction. All of that kind of stuff has been around forever. Just different titles and different names. I think it's coming, becoming more into our everyday language. Mm -hmm. People talking about or referring to the universe, whatever that higher realm is for you, that higher power is for you, but it's definitely, and it might be our realms because it's what we work in, but we're mm. definitely attracting more people. And I run lots of workshops and do like six week mentoring around this whole idea of how can you shift your own internal space, whatever you want to call that, your intention, your vibe, your DNA, your chemical makeup, your vibrational makeup, how can you consciously be aware of what it is, mm -hmm. shift and change it so that you can then change the ripple effect of mm. what you're experiencing in the world around you because we are all at least electromagnetic fields. We definitely, science knows that much. Mm -hmm. So those electromagnetic fields react and bounce off of each other. So if we could shift and change that, what's the reaction that we would get from other people, places and things? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I love it. Can we, can we go quickly on to what is this like in contrast or framed alongside this sort of, um, there's a power behind what you're saying, right? There's a, there's a, there's definitely like a, 
like a strong, there's a strength behind it. And I'm interested in like, you know, you hear a lot of it'll all work out. The universe will take care of things. Uh And I, I can get this, an element of trust in what you say also, Mm -hmm. but can you just, um, can you talk a little bit about is like, is there a directionality? There's a, there's a, there's a strength behind what you're saying versus, um, something that just flops over at the first sign of the thing not working. You know what I mean? Does that, does that resonate at all? Totally. So it's like, it's perfect timing to bring it up. It's like, so what we're releasing next year is structured around that. Um, It's a perfect path to walk and start to gain trust in the tools that we offer, the tools that we use on a daily basis, Mm -hmm. not just for our personal life, but for our business as well is how we navigate um, all of this and make decisions not based on our thinking, but based on a connection to something greater than ourselves. Mm. So um, it kind of breaks down to we, the, the three kind of breaking down is um, the intention mm-hmm. or the energy or the vibration or the feeling or the core manifesting desire, whatever you want to call it. So we get really clear on that. And that is perhaps where some people stop. That's the, that can be the floppy mm. part of like, okay, I'm feeling all of these good vibes and any yeah. second now the universe is just going to knock on my door and give me that thing. And then mm-hmm. if they don't, well, then I meditated wrong. Or yeah. that can, that's where it can, because it's so esoteric and so um, intangible. Like you mm-hmm. can't touch that part. You can maybe, maybe feel it, but you can't touch it. So then it becomes conscious decision-making yeah. of, okay, so I have this feeling and there is this world around me that I'm interacting with. What conscious decisions can I make that resonate? with that sensation who can I choose to be around where can I choose to place myself mm-hmm. yeah. and then it becomes decisive or inspired action taking you can't just sit and meditate like yeah. that, that's, you can but you have to physically you have to like there's a cause and effect like yeah. there's cause and effect so yeah. you have to create the cause so there is an effect so but if you're doing it from that intentioned conscious space the effect you're going to get is going to replicate and resemble totally. that. Yeah. So you, you, there is that action that yeah. needs to happen, but it's where is that derived from? Yeah, I love this because, you know, this often conversation around, well, you know, the, the action's really hard, so I'm going to go back and kind of recluse, so I'm going to go sit in and regenerate the energy and mm-hmm. kind of do that thing. But then also like, you know, the case in point here is like showing up for two years to do a meditation on a beach and mm-hmm. only a few people coming. That's hard work. Mm-hmm. I love that um, there's this tie back into like that the real work and the hard work can also be a part of this whole thing, which is totally. the intent. Yeah. You know, I think that's I think that's really nice and often, you know, maybe not missed, but not talked about you yeah. know, fully. It's that it's like full the, circle kind the, of thing. The crucial part is skipped sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's attractive to get to just stay in the conversation on yeah. any one of the three areas. Yeah. Just the action, like the hustle world, yeah. or just the like, you know, sit back and, and visualize world as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, that's really cool. So, can we talk uh, about boundaries? Reason being, we just did a, a um, we run these projects. One is called Boundaries and Constraints. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, a constraint might be the fact that you didn't have a space, but you still were able to get 300 people. They couldn't hear you, so you creatively use that constraint to use Instagram. Mm-hmm. So it's a really, it's a cool, like, creative part. Boundaries, like, you know, the personal, so many ways to frame it, but kind of personal choices, how we live, what we choose to do, not do. 
uh, business owners and I know, um, you know, my past, there's been those lines get blurry a lot, mm-hmm. uh, especially in the early days and in, in some of the mm-hmm. previous businesses. Maybe talk about just your take on boundaries, the power of them, what you think about them, how you use them, maybe some things that um, people might not think about a lot, mm-hmm. um, whatever comes to mind. I am still learning boundaries. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm still... I'm a lot better than what I was, but Mm. I am still learning boundaries because one of my um, subconscious values that I'm working on as well is I'm a people pleaser. Mm. So if someone messages, I've got to give them the the answer straight away. I've got to reply. I've got Mm -hmm. to make this happen. Or how can I make this work so that they have what they need, um, which is not fantastic for mental, emotional Mm -hmm. well-being when you're running Mm. something, even though this is a small business, but even something of this size it's too much yeah <laughs> I think um, what's super important around it is so for I've discovered already like being in business with my partner with my wife there's um, so we have our support and there's two different relationships so yep. there's us in the business world and then there's us at home so um, firstly I had to go through that transition of figuring out boundaries from there like when I'm at work I 100% devote myself to my work and then when I'm not, then I have to 100% devote myself to myself, my partner, and my home life. Um, what I figured out through that is I have to, um, I have to allow myself to be held accountable by my wife. Yeah. On a business level, so if maybe if things aren't like things need to improve or there's certain areas that need to be looked at and worked on, then I need to be able to put. The husband aside and be a co-worker and allow her to hold me accountable for that sort of stuff so um, within the business structure like I had to get really clear on some boundaries around um, when I am who I am and then I think it like that sort of stuff it, it took a, a little bit of feeling out right so yeah, and really open conversations because yeah. I suppose we have the not super unique, but um, being yeah, husband and wife, so we literally spend twenty four seven together. Um, so yeah, it has to be really open conversation um, in order to determine that where the boundaries are being crossed, where the when if the line is moving, mm-hmm. yeah. all that kind of stuff. So that's within us, and then yeah. there's yeah, like kind of the boundary, the wider, the wider between the boundary between us and. People we interact with and community and... That's the tricky one. Mm. I think, like, for me as well, it's the same I've noticed with her. It's like, we know we're here to support other people. Mm. It's a really big part of what we do. But when is it okay to do that? And when is it okay to say, no, thank you, not at the moment? It's like some people can reach out. And I get it quite often, a lot of males... They reach out through Instagram. It's like they wait to the last moment to when things aren't so good to reach out and maybe it's not the best time for me, but I feel like they're in a place where they need that connection in that moment. Mm. So sometimes for me, it's the same thing, the people pleasing. and when, when I need to make the decision, it's like, all right, this isn't my job right now. Mm-hmm. This can wait. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the same thing. My, like mine is, you know, 15 to 20 people with mm. a lot of one-to-ones and... Yeah. 
mostly virtual so there's even a boundary gone of like no mm. bricks and mortar which can help to kind of ground you totally mm. and you get on the wrong side of that sort of thing and it's a slippery slope and all yep. of a sudden you're sitting there wondering why you were just completely shelled yeah. <laughs> you know it's gone it, and it, it it'll hit you quickly too yeah yeah um, yeah that it, creep, it creeps up and then all yeah. of a sudden you just you're unable, unable to do anything yeah. yeah what i like though is the way you're talking about it is um you know, it's the way I try to look at it too. It's like, it's like the challenge. It's like, okay, this could be a bad thing on a bad day or a good thing on a good day, mm -hmm. or it can just be how we come back to it and revisit intent um, and come back to where we're going overall. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, there's a different feeling. It's like not a, a negative, you know what I mean? It's a, it's a nice way to frame it that I'm picking up. Totally. Yeah. So not seeing like things might not be great, but you don't see it as being, like a negative downfall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like okay, well, I learned. Like I'm learning something yeah. here. Yeah, <laughs> there's something I've made a choice somewhere that has led to this. Yeah. What choice is that, and can I make it different next time? Yeah, yeah. Um, what's I just thinking there too? Yeah, uh, no, it's gone. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I think um, it's quite powerful. Everything wrapped up. What do you think, you know, when you think about maybe business owners or people that you work with, you know, we've touched on, obviously mindfulness is wrapped around a lot of this and, and presence, but we've touched on intent. Um, we've touched on boundaries and that's kind of, kind of linked into them a little bit, I suppose. But with a lot of people uh, today that you work with, and I'm sure you see a broad cross-section online and offline, um, is there, is there anything that you see as like, you know, someone working towards something, wanting to, to, um, create something, but just, you know, it's hard, right? Is there anything that you would offer based off of your learnings the last three years? You yeah. know, not if you were to do it again, but kind of insights you picked up through mm. pain or consistency. Yeah. Yeah. Consistency. There's a, a lot of, and it doesn't matter whether in business or personal or anywhere in between, fr from an outside, outside perspective, the people who are consistent mm -hmm. with whatever it is, mm -hmm. their yoga practice, their meditation practice, writing their blogs, doing their self-work, looking at their business model, like whatever it is, if they're doing it consistency, consistently, the changes in the growth occurs. Mm -hmm. The people who... Um, ask the question so go to a business coach or make a plan or or come in for a, yo a yoga class and then you don't see or hear from them again for a month and then mm. they come back and they go well I feel like I'm at square one it's, you are you've yeah. got <laughs> like there's no momentum behind you yeah. you haven't done anything and you're handing all of your power there's a lot of people that hand their power away to someone else yeah. their coach their mentor their teacher um, their clients and go well you should be like you fix this, you yeah. make this work, you yeah. like, so it's for me, what yeah. I've witnessed and learnt is the consistency, consistency. Yeah, totally. Mm. I think also, um, the idea of, um, being authentic, allow people to see you for who you are. So without the dressed up look thinking that this is what people need to see in order for me to get what I want out of them. Mm. And, um, along the path so you may have a goal and I think setting goals um, really important but on that path I think you need to attacking back and forth you mm -hmm. need to be flexible yeah because you might get you might be coming along the road then like the like the universe will have something 
so much better for you on that way that you need to go and experience before getting there. So mm. allow that flexibility to take place. Allow like being not attached. Yeah. Have the goal, but don't be have yeah. the blinkers on and be like, this is the only outcome that is mm. possible. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, I was going to ask when you mentioned the. Uh, when you mentioned that piece there, I was going to ask, the, the funny thing was what popped into my mind was um, your story, mm-hmm. you know, your personal story. And I was going to say that, you know, for you in particular, for both of you, actually all of us, there's yeah. been some massive different archetypal shifts or yeah. at least different day-to-day jobs, like at mm-hmm. a minimum. And that's a big, totally. some people in the same thing for 40 years, like, it's a, a painful upheaval to change these things. Mm-hmm. How do you go back and, you know, mm-hmm. obviously story, I use story a lot in yeah. content and with businesses because we resonate so well. You know, for you, both of you, how do you look at where you've come from? Like, you know, because the people we were talking about wanting to create this thing, they're in that story too, as totally. are we. How do you view, you know, we started with a bit of story. How do you view this this acceptance for this this um mm. how do you look at it you know are you bringing it into your work how does it sit with yeah you? so it's like a another part of the story that i had to work through and have a really good look at is um so when i left that life i wanted to shut the door on it i didn't want anyone to ever know anything about it mm. because i had this connection of shame and guilt associated with it and i tried so hard just to be this new wonderful yoga teacher and meditation guide that didn't have this past but it kept just popping up and through not just in my own experience in other people's experiences people would confront me and it would be where they are and then it was like Murray you have an experience Murray you have an experience and it just kept playing in my mind and it took like it took some getting used to and I had to go through a process of um, understanding that my past is now my greatest tool. Mm. So I have an experience, not just being in that past life, but I have the transition. I have an experience and some tools that I used to transition through that. Mm. And for a lot of people, that's what they're looking for. They want to move from there to there, whatever it is. It doesn't need to be so as extreme as what my story was, but they're here and they want to get to here, but they're unsure about this bit. Mm. and people get presented to me on a daily basis asking or like starting conversations even just sharing some of the stuff where they're at at that time and so now I know that um, that part of my story is my greatest asset Mm. being able to authentically share that with people as now not only does it offer them some hope and some tools and someone to connect with to ask questions and get some guidance, but also offered a space for myself to do a whole new level of healing. Yeah. So all this stuff that I wanted to keep in the dark where the guilt and shame just kept feeding itself. The second I stood up and spoke about it, then that was all diminished. And all of a sudden the guilt and shame remorse and all that stuff that I still had inside me is now being cleared Mm. it still comes up like the dark the dark stuff will forever keep coming up but um, I've noticed that I have this sense of freedom now there's more space for more joy and more happiness Mm. yeah Mm. I think it's always a journey that this there's always a transition so this whole idea of there being one transition and now we're in a place 
where we wanted to be and that's kind of it. It's, I don't know what it's kind of bringing up for me is like I can remember when I had like a particular office job and just looking out the windows and just being like, oh, one day, like one day I'll have all this thing and do all this stuff. And <laughs> it's realising now in particular that that transition, that journey is equally as important as being mm. here now. Like it doesn't, it's not like I get here now and then delete those two, three years of my life and go, mm. great, that was just the transition bit so we can remove that like it's all the tapestry it's all interwoven it's all equally of value and importance so to kind of try and skip through like can you find as much joy and excitement in the journey as opposed Mm. to where you think you should be because i think we i can speak for myself we got caught up in this when we first opened this place it's like all right what's next and immediately jump straight back into that square one space of like oh, one day when this is like this and we'll be over here and we'll be doing this and we immediately went into that future projecting mm-hmm. but weren't being present and valuing where we were now and what we were learning and we were kind of trying to skip past it so we could get yeah. to step five instead yeah. of being at step one. So mm-hmm. it's all it's all valuable and it's, it's yeah, finding the, the joy, as perhaps corny or cheesy as that sounds, but totally. just getting the enjoyment yeah. out of, like, yes, I'm learning something new or yes, that was really hard. So now I don't have to do that again because I've got the tools to not do that again. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a huge shift. I think we, we can wrap it up here soon, mm. but I think that piece that you just said is like when there's the, all of a sudden your there's that alignment between your, the way you're living and the way you're thinking is, you know, um, it's not tomorrow. It's mm. like, it's like, you know, yes, you're present, but also knowing that this is the consistency, the persistence, the time mm-hmm. is it's here. Like it was mm-hmm. not going to just evaporate. Yeah. Um, I did a, I had like a bit of a plan for my 2020. I went and did a session with my older sister, who's kind of a bit of a business mentor as well. When I'm in that space, like I'm a bit afraid of her. It's like a perfect <laughs> mentor. Anyway, we walked, I walked out of it and it was like completely shifted purely because the question was, well, how do you want to sit and how do you want to feel going into 2021? Yeah. And do you want to grow as much as you think you want in 2020? Or is that going to put you in a worse position, tired, burned out and not be positioned as you want in the market for 2021? Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, you know, of course, you know, theoretically thinking about this all the time, but you get caught up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, anything else you, you know, either of you'd like to add? Cover a fair bit. Yeah. Just trust yourself. If it is yeah. tr- like in terms of business, if it is truly something that you want to create trust yeah. and action can the consistent action, yeah. even when it doesn't make sense. Or even when people like, I, I know when we were looking at this kind of space, I was quite small because of my self belief. So keep mm-hmm. working on yourself as well as that, yeah. that stuff. But I was like, Oh, we just need a room. Like that's all we need mm. to open up a space. And the room that I had in my mind was like <laughs> half of what the space yeah. of the room we're sitting in now. Yeah. And we're just in one room of like a big building. So yeah, it's just kind of moving through your own stuff and letting anything be possible. Yeah. Mm. And I think um, number one thing that I I'd emphasize for everyone is the daily practice, like having a structured, some sort of structured routine. Mm. So it doesn't need to be like, what it looks like for someone else but I, I strongly believe um, that intention at the start of the day and setting it up every single day mm. is like take the time to do that and have that at least that part of your daily routine sorted uh, I agree I, I think I think daily is easier than weekly mm-hmm. 100% like 
everything like you know it's um it's amazing um i write a blog it's been two years every day mm-hmm. is one of the things that i do in a daily practice but if i had to write it weekly it would be way harder yeah. it's like we're tuned to circadian rhythms mm-hmm. yeah the weekly rhythm yeah it's, it's there yeah but like the sun comes up and our physiology is like okay everything's different you know what i mean it's mm-hmm. a different phase yeah totally um so you know Maybe if people are in Newcastle, of course, maybe they could start that, come and check out the intentions or totally. what's some of the, um, this is always funny because the people I podcast with have more of a following than me. So everyone <laughs> knows who, where to find you, everyone knows yeah, who yeah. you are, but maybe for the few who don't, um, what, what should they check out, where to go to, that kind of thing? Um, yeah, head to the websites, yeah. um, theopenmindspace.com.au, also um, Instagram, The Open Mind Space, Facebook. Um, if you wanted to get a taste of some of the stuff we do, so definitely come and check out the morning intentions. That's um, 100% free, 5.30. Um, we have a full-time yoga timetable. Um, we run some workshops on the weekend. With, I think um, the big stuff is going to be getting released at the start of next year. So uh, myself and Renee are now in a more comfortable position. The business has just settled in a little bit and we've had some time to really focus on this, which is going to be like our, the start of a bigger picture for us, which is this, um, the understanding of, um, how to truly harness the energy of the universe. Mm. And we take you through that gradually. So it's not just a one-off workshop and then you're on your own. Yeah. So this will be another community based thing. So you get involved, we walk you through, there'll be like the, There'll be, it's structured so there's a three-tiered program. This will be done online. So, and there'll be like Facebook communities created around it. So the people from the first round of it will still be um, a part of the second round as like involvement mentoring as well for the yeah. next round. So it's going to be um, structured around tuning in to how to fully manifest, how to properly do that, the way we do it, um, and then moving more into using the tools around your intuition. So, and we've got some really powerful tools around how to bypass the decision-making. So mm-hmm. it's like, it's pretty cool structure. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, exciting. Yeah. Mm. Anything yeah. else? I think that's where you can find us all. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Next, uh, the meditations. Yeah, full, full yeah. moons. Um, so the, full, the Facebook is where we usually post all that stuff up. Yeah. So there's a Facebook group called Free Moon Meditations. So join that and we pop everything in there and um, we also do on our open mind space page we put, page we put the events up cool. as well for the full moon and the new moon mm-hmm. yeah beautiful awesome Yay. okay that's it thank you thank you thank you, yeah. thank you. <laughs> hopefully she's still recording <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's it for today's episode thank you everyone for listening i hope you enjoyed this one If you haven't yet, go back into the Access Potential podcast, check out some of the previous episodes with some of the other cool guests on them. And if you're after a little bit more frequency on some content, some thoughts, some insights, that kind of stuff, check out the daily blog, johntmarsh.com. And that goes out at 12 o'clock each day, Sydney time.